Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast, where you can find tools and inspiration for working mums who are ready to overcome the mental load so that they can live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in their everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello and welcome back to another week of the Balancing Act podcast. Um, I'm really, really happy that you're here. Very warm welcome if this is your first episode and if it's not, then welcome back. So this week I am absolutely delighted to share another guest interview with the very wonderful Marta Buist. Um, I was very, I felt very privileged to get to know Marta and her family over the short time that they lived near to us in Aberdeenshire last year. And given a lot of that friendship was cultivated online through text messages or Zoom calls and a small number of in-person meetings. Um, but Marta is such a fun person to get to know and um, I felt like she had so many different facets to her personality that um, yeah she was it was um, I felt like we got to know each other really quickly over quite a short period of time and she just like radiates happiness I would say um, happiness and compassion and enthusiasm for the things that she cares about so life with her family um, spreading love and I guess the planet and environmental issues as well. But she also runs amazing yoga classes that I would highly, highly recommend. You can find details on her Instagram account at be good underscore do good, which I've linked to in the show notes. But on the podcast today, she she shares the amazing story of how she undertook a dramatic career change to become a yoga teacher after just one class. And then leading on from that, how the philosophies of yoga have gone on to shape like every aspect of her life, really. So it's really interesting conversation. It's I would particularly recommend it if you currently practice yoga but are are interested in getting more out of your current practice. Um, and I think that Marta's energy really comes across even just in her voice. So it was a super fun episode to record and I think it will be super fun to listen to as well. So let's dive in. Good morning, Marta. It's morning. really, really lovely to have you here. It's um, afternoon here in Aberdeenshire, but I think it's, it's first thing in the morning with you. So I really appreciate you being with us right at the start of your day. Um, it's lovely to see the big smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so I wondered just to begin with, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are in the world right now and um, what your, your life setup looks like at the minute. Sure. So we um, recently moved back from Scotland. Um, it was a big blow because we were hoping to be there for quite some time. Um, so we had to move back to the U.S. And um, since my husband's still working from home and we homeschool the kids, we thought, well, why not take this time to um, go on a little bit of a mission, a little bit of a reconnaissance mission to see if we can maybe start working towards our next goal, which is to um, hopefully build a house of, of our own someday, um, you know, with the big garden and, and maybe have some animals and, Amazing. Um, 
so we're currently in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, we've been here for a month and we're just kind of scouting out the area and homeschooling the kids along the way and trying to keep as much um, adventure in our life as possible, given the current, you know, world situation. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're here and we're, we're loving it. Amazing, amazing. Um, and I, I think it's really um, pertinent to me that you use the word adventure there because um, certainly over the time that I got to know you in Scotland, I, I definitely got the impression that adventure like, runs in your blood. I know that you, know, you very much made the most of your, your short time here. Um, is that like, would you, would you describe yourself as adventurous or is it just yeah. a normal part of life for, for you? Most- most definitely. Um, you know, the fact that I found a, a Kiwi husband, <laughs> someone who lived halfway across the earth, somehow I, I happened to find him in Park City, Utah on one of my many adventures. Um, but yeah, adventure definitely runs in my blood. My parents are both um, immigrants. They came from Poland in the 1980s to settle in America, had never been here, didn't even speak English. Um, and the fact that they made it happen, they made it work to give us a better life. Um, and they had four kids and we were always going on adventures. And I feel like that definitely like set me up for the rest of my life to, to explore this huge planet that we have. And there's so many places on this earth that I have yet to explore. And it's kind of my mission to, to see as much of it as I can, because I feel like when I travel is when I learn the most about myself, about people, about nature, about, you know, the earth and everything. So yes, I am definitely an adventurer at heart. <laughs> three and three. Amazing, amazing. I love it. And I can see that um, it's something that you feel very passionately about passing on to your own kids as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could I could really tell that. Um, That's one of the main reasons we actually homeschool is because we want to be able to just, you know, spur of the moment, pack mm-hmm. up and go camping or you know whatever it is that like lands on our lap being able to take full advantage of that um so yeah it, it makes it it's definitely fits our lifestyle very well oh yeah I can see that I can see that and that, like I guess that that flexibility that it gives you is really really valuable oh definitely definitely yeah. Um, so the other way that I came to know you was as a yoga teacher as well. And I know that yoga is a bit, a big part of your life. Um, and I guess what gave me the inspiration for the podcast was one of your, your recent newsletters that went into a little bit of your story, um, about how yoga had become such a big part of your life. So yeah, I was wondering if you would mind sharing that side of the story with us. You know, I feel like my story starts much like everyone else's stories, right? When you read these bios of teachers, um, they all have a very common thread, right? You come to yoga for the physical, right? It's something new, something that you've never tried before. Um, and, And so you go to a class. And you might have to go to a few classes before you feel like that. Um, it's almost like this awakening within you. And, um, you know, I was the kind of person who was into like high adrenaline sports, like rock climbing and snowboarding and mountain biking. And for me, my perceptions of yoga was that it was something slow, boring, you hold things for a long time and you just endure it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when a friend of mine had invited me to a class, I said, okay, sure. I'll give, I'll give it a try. And wow. I mean, it really ticked like 
every box for me. I mean, the spiritual aspect, the connection with your mind and your body, um, the obviously the physical aspect, um, just just everything. I mean, it's like this whole body holistic experience uh, in every class. And so um, because of that awakening within me, I came back to yoga. I, I went back for another class. And then the more and more you come back, it's like you start this relationship with yourself. It's like every time you come to the mat, you're you're on a date with yourself <laughs> and you're getting to know yourself. You're getting to know your body and you're like, wow, I didn't even know that my arms could do that or you know, that my legs were this strong. And um, I didn't know that my mind worked in this way and that I was so reactive about things. And um, so definitely being in that relationship with myself is what kept me coming back because I wanted to know more, right? I wanted to discover more about myself and about my body. Um, so then I was, uh, practicing yoga and, um, I was working in a corporate job. Um, I worked for a company called Skull Candy. They make headphones and it was based in Park City, Utah, where I was at the time. And, you know, it really makes you like evaluate your life and yoga, like makes you just notice things. It makes you more aware of things. And I kept thinking to myself, do I want to live this life? Do I want to wake up every morning at the exact same time and go and work this job where I'm doing the exact same thing every day? So on one side, I had this corporate job that paid well. It was fun. I got to do some great things, meet some great people. But then on the other side, you know, I'm starting to dive deeper into yoga and realizing like what a part in my life it's starting to play. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to, my body's kind of like pulling me towards the yoga, like, wow, like let's dive in a little deeper. And so um, I had gone to a class in Salt Lake City and it was one of those like aha moments where you're like, wow, this, this is what I want to do. Like mm -hmm. I want to teach yoga. And I had known my whole life actually that I, I wanted to be a teacher, but I never knew which medium I wanted to work in. And when I went to this one specific class in Salt Lake City with a specific teacher, her name was Jamie Larson, it was just my aha moment. And I knew I wanted to become a teacher. And so I signed up for the teacher training program. Um, it was a four month long program. I accomplished it. So, so at that point I decided, um, that I needed to be a yoga teacher. It was something like this deep longing within me. And so I did the teacher training and accomplished it and started teaching right away. And I quit my job. Whoa. And, you know, even though it was like, you know, yoga teachers don't make any money at all. I mean, we do, we make little month, little amounts, but it's hard to go from a job where you're making great money to a job where you're not. But on the flip side of that, you're so fulfilled, right? I mean, it's so fulfilling to, to know that I can be of service to like my community um, in such a profound way. So that's what kind of, you know, was a clear indication that this is what I need to be doing. That's amazing. So how, like, how did you know? How did you know what the right, because I imagine a lot of people experience that even, you know, maybe maybe it is with yoga or maybe it's with something different where you've, you yeah. know, you feel that pull, but like, it, I don't know, it's maybe starts off as a little voice and you're not sure whether, whether that's the thing you should be going with. So how did you know which one? I know, you know, I clearly remember being in the car with my then uh, boyfriend. So Sam, mm -hmm. who I'm married to now, and he picked me up from that class, that class, that was that aha moment for me. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a yoga instructor. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, I, I do. And, you know, I'm a very spontaneous person. I'm, I'm a true Aries through and through. And um, I'm a kind of person who's very impulsive. And I think he thought that this was just one of my impulsive moments. And, but the other thing is, is I'm impulsive, but I do follow through. And so he was like, well, if you want to make it happen, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll come up with the money. We'll do it. And um, yeah, I, I just feel like even before I was a mom, I feel like my intuition was always very strong. And intuitively, I just knew that that's what I needed to do because it, it, it like ignited something, you know, and it's right. hard to ignore like this ignited flame, you know, within you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just kind of knew. So at the point when you followed it, was it, was it like, was it a really strong feeling? Like, would you describe it as sort of overwhelming or, or was it just you trusting, like you trusting that, that instinct? Yeah, I think it was really overwhelming. Okay. And I attribute it to that one teacher, right? And so then as me as a teacher now, I know that I have that power to ignite it within somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's not my driving factor, but I know that like it can happen and it's something so magical um, when it does happen. So yes, it was very overwhelming and I dove in headfirst and um, I, I enjoyed every moment of my teacher training. And with every passing day, I knew that I was on the right path, you know? Right. So it's, it's pretty cool, you know, when you yeah. really like, just know, you know, like with every, you know, cell in your body, you just, you just know. So I haven't really had like many moments like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's really funny you say that because that's like how I feel now. I feel like I've, so I've just, you know, I've just left after like 12 years in the corporate world Oh my goodness! Um, to like become a coach, but it's like, I think, I think maybe on the outside, it looks like quite a, um, uh, like obscure, <laughs> maybe career transition, but like, yeah. it feels like that feeling is really difficult to like articulate or describe or pinpoint, but like, there's just this feeling that like, I know yeah. it's the right thing. I just know. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, so what happened after that then you did your training and, and that was that. And yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So then I just, I started teaching and I've basically taught in every place that we've lived in. So we moved to Alaska after that. And I taught up in Alaska and then we moved down to Houston and I taught there and, um, we moved to Scotland and, you know, I was getting ready to like teach at a studio and then, you know, lockdown happened and I, and I got asked by the studio back in Houston if I would teach online classes. And, you know, like many other yoga instructors, we never knew how to teach online. And we had to all of a sudden, like, step into this new role of being like online teachers and what's Zoom and what's a password <laughs> and meeting IDs. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm still currently teaching and um, yeah, and loving it and trying to teach more, but also, you know, I have, you know, I do homeschool my three kids. So I have to make sure I find that balance between, between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I find that I really love about your classes and what, one of the things that makes them unique is the fact that it's like a global, global participation, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really nice to feel like I feel a real sense of connection to people in other countries on the classes. And that's really nice, especially at a time when travel isn't, as easy as, as it used to be yeah um but yeah I guess the other thing that strikes me is that in your classes you sort of talk a lot around the philosophies of yoga as well as the actual physical movements and 
I know myself, like I'm I'm quite new to yoga, but really enjoy it. Um, but I have find it difficult to sort of integrate it in other parts of my life. You know, I'll practice on the mat and really enjoy it at the time, but I find that it's not always easy to see the direct link, you know, in other aspects of life. Yeah. So like, do you feel that it has shaped your entire life or um you know I, I assume for you it's not that you do your practice and it stays on the mat yeah but but it's still challenging I mean you, <laughs> well, I know all the things it, you know just like every other human being on earth it's hard to to remind yourself to implement those things that you teach and I constantly check myself to make sure that I'm practicing what I'm preaching mm. <laughs> right I'm not just this person standing on a pedestal like telling you how you should live your life, you know, I'm actually, actually doing the things, um, myself. So, um, yeah, you know, it is, it is, uh, it is a process. It is a practice. And I feel like the more you practice, the more yoga starts to infiltrate every facet of your life, every facet of your being, um, you know, from what toothpaste you're using to, you know, what you're eating, noticing how you feel after you eat a big meal or, or, or a specific food, um, you know, how you choose to mother, um, how you interact with people, you know, are you a good listener? Can you sit back and, and put your own ego aside and be able to listen to someone like wholeheartedly until they're finished with their sentence? <laughs> um, you know, can you, you know, what kind of food are you buying? Where are you, where is it coming from? What, what kind of sheets are you buying? Are they grown organically? You know, it really, yoga is just this all encompassing lifestyle. You know, it's a constant practice. It's not something that we do on a mat. It's something that we live every single day. Um, and a lot of times, you know, yoga gets accused of being kind of cultish, or, or even religious, you know, my mom still thinks that I'm Hindu and I'm like, I, I'm not. I, I don't practice Hinduism at all. Um, and so I think it wrongly gets accused of being somewhat cultish because it's, it is all encompassing. It is a lifestyle and, um, you know, it changes you and it's something that you can't reverse. I mean, once you come into this state of consciousness of being aware and noticing things and noticing things about yourself and others in the world, um, it's hard to go back. And so a lot of people think like, you've changed, you're, you're different. You're, you're kind of, um, sometimes like you're weird, <laughs> you know, like, or, or the way that you behave and talk is like way above, you know? Um, and, uh, it's hard to, to be seen in that way, because a lot of times when people say you've changed, it has this negative connotation to mm -hmm. it. Right. And, um, yeah, we're like, we're constantly evolving and we're all at different parts in our path and different levels in our, in our awakening. And, um, I think we all have to just remember that, you know, like I was, we were talking about before the podcast is it's not one size fits all. We're not going to be in the same place on our path at the same time. And we all just need to be able to respect each other and honor each other and know that, you know, this, the light in me sees the light in you. Like we're the same, but we're just on different parts of the path. And, um, so yeah, so that's the hardest thing is just going through these changes and evolving and people seeing you differently, you know? Yeah. So, 
I think that that's like it's become especially relevant over the last like you know year 18 months with all that COVID's brought and I, th- I think that like change should be seen as a compliment I think yeah. you know I think it's good that people don't like that you don't stand still and you do evolve with the time and like broaden your horizons and open your mind because I really feel that that's what the world needs right yeah. now <laughs> um you know now more than ever really Yeah, I read this really great quote the other day in a book that I'm currently reading. And he says, uh, I'm not I'm not afraid of the new ideas. I'm afraid of the old ideas. I want to know the new ideas. I want to know where we're how we're progressing, like as a human race. Um, And I think that's so like poignant for today. Sometimes we cling to these these old ideas and it's a matter of like evolving and starting to see like what's possible, you know, Mm. as a human race. I remember um, one of the the passages that you read one time in one of your classes is like it really struck something in we and it was um, I I'll not claim to remember the exact words but it was about <laughs> stepping into the unknown you know and taking that leap sometimes can be really scary but actually like you you know you don't know what's ahead so it, yeah like it will always be better and you'll always learn something and grow from the experience yeah. and that that really struck with me. Yeah, that's what adventuring is for me. It's stepping yes. into the unknown and knowing that on the other side of it, I'm going to be a better person. Yeah. Right? Like when I take my kids skiing, everyone says they don't want to go. I don't want to go. I want to <laughs> stay at home. I want to play with my toys. And I'm like, listen, once we get out there in the fresh air, it's going to be great. And you're constantly like negotiating, right? Yeah. And and it's hard for you too as a parent because you're like, I got to get all the ski stuff together. I got to plan snacks and food. And it's this big effort. And then on the other side of it, you're in the car, you're on the way home. Everyone's contented. Yeah. Everyone's feeling good. Their soul is filled. And it just goes to show that, you know, there are these huge efforts and these big uncomfortable situations that we like have to just lean into mm. and know that on the other side we're going to be you know better for it so yeah, they're, lean in. they're lean asking in. they're asking when you can go again <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly I'm like remember this moment because <laughs> we're gonna go again you know so, yeah so um coming on to motherhood then how how has yoga shaped your approach to motherhood would you say oh god I know so much so much I had all these ideas of motherhood before I became a mom that you know I was going to work the 40-hour week job and my kids were going to be on daycare and I was going to do it all you know and of course there's nothing wrong with that at all but the more I got into yoga, um, I realized that, uh, well, first and foremost, that the human body is freaking incredible. Um, it's so magical and it's such a sacred vessel and there's so much mystery around it, right? There's so much about the human body that we don't, we can't even fully like comprehend all these feedback loops that are happening and hormones and, and circulation of blood and lymph. And, um, so, I think first and foremost, I decided that I needed to have my babies at home and never in a million years would I think that I would have my children at home. But for me, like believing in the power of my body, I knew that I um, didn't any, didn't want anyone taking that power away from me. Um, and so I thought, well, where do I feel most comfortable having a child giving birth? And I was like, well, at home, I feel good at home. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first thing was, um, having my babies at home. And then I think through motherhood, it's just really helped me hone in on my intuition and that superpower that we have as mothers, 
um, to feel what feels right and to be able to not only feel do what feels right, um, but trust ourselves. Um, that was a big thing for me in yoga was I started to trust myself, trust my body, trust, you know, my mind, trust my ideas, all my crazy, crazy ideas. <laughs> And to just go with them and, you know, again, know that it's not one size fits all and we don't have to mother the same way and our children are all different. And so we as mothers are different. Everything is just different from person to person. And um, yeah, so in other ways, I feel like yoga um, really helped me. So intuition, trust, and then to be present, um, to be like fully present Um with my emotions, <laughs> mm. to be fully present with my reactions and how I react, um, knowing that the only thing I can control is how I react to things. Um, and then present more just in the traditional way of like being in the moment and knowing that motherhood is such a short window of our lives. It's such a short chapter of our lives. I mean, of course, we'll always be mothers till the day we die but we have this short little time with our children um, and to really make the most of that. So I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there for it all. And I knew that having that corporate job was not gonna allow me to fully be there for it all. Um, so yeah, so I, I think those are like the three like overarching things, intuition, trust, and just being present with my kids and where I'm at, at this moment in my life and knowing that this too shall pass. So mm -hmm. I need to be here now, <laughs> Yeah, you know? I really love that. So one of the things that um, I like to speak about is like the idea uh, that whatever, having it all looks different for yeah. every person. So, you know, what you said before about the corporate job, like for you, that wasn't the right setup. So it yeah. sounds like you have found your version of having it all um, yeah. and for somebody else that might look different but you know you can sort of use the same principles to to figure out how to get there oh definitely I mean yeah. I have mom I, I I have friends who have the full-time job and they love it and mm -hmm. that's their passion in life and and um you know their kids are loving you know whether they're in daycare or school or what I mean it's it's not one size fits all and everyone just has to find exactly what works for them and how they want to live their life because mm, <laughs> yes. it's your life to live, you know? Exactly. Um, so. But I think like, I think, you know, from such a young age, we're sort of taught what, what, like, I don't know, success, is it success yeah. or whatever should, should look like. And, you know, that's different for everyone, I think. Yeah. And um, the other thing I picked up on what you said was about being present with your emotions with your children. And like my kids are still so Ethan's what, three and Patrick's one. But especially with Ethan, um, when he went through the stage of experiencing, you know, really big emotions that he wasn't able to like process yet. And um, find it a really interesting time because there'd be days where I thought, oh, like Ethan's a bit grumpy today or whatever. And like <laughs> it took me a while to figure out that he was like almost just mirroring back whatever it was that I was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually the days where like, if I feel tired and grumpy, I notice that like he is more likely to feel tired and grumpy himself. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes there's no better teacher um, of your own emotions than your children. Than your children. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's one of the most challenging parts about being a parent is like you see like we are a mirror, right? Yes. And you see your child mirroring back to you 
what you're doing, the way you react to certain situations, the way you, you know, it's, it's, it's scary, (laughs) but it's also very, um, it's definitely a learning moment. It really is. Yeah. Isn't it? And I find especially even he's getting to the age now where he says things, you know, he's obviously picking things up, maybe not quite understanding the full meaning of them, but he's just repeating yeah. the things that he hears me say. Oh yeah. It's oh yeah. Funny. I still remember the first time when Felix repeated, uh, piss me off. <laughs> we were we were at my at my parents' house for like Christmas or something, and Felix was like, Piss me off. And I was like, What? <laughs> Where did you learn that? Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, I know that everything my children say and do is definitely from either me or Sam. And because <laughs> the majority of their time with me, it's probably me. So yeah, it's always a kick in the pants when that happens. Oh, so do your kids um, and Sam, do they like to practice yoga as well? Or is it like mummy's thing? Yeah. Well, uh, Sam, definitely not. <laughs> he's He's been to one of my classes before, um, but no, he doesn't practice. And it's funny because I'm always trying to encourage him to like stretch after he does any sort of exercise. And, um, it, you know, the dynamic is just really funny because he's like, yeah, I'll, I'm stretching. I'm, I'm going to stretch, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, there's this idea that like people who are married to yoga instructors also practice and they're also like very like in tune. And, um, Sam and I are like the exact opposite ends of the spectrum. And yet somehow we really work together. So, um, no, he does not practice. <laughs> uh, but my children do. My children love to go to the kids' yoga classes. Um, I don't teach them. Um, being a homeschool teacher, I feel like you're already teaching them so much. You like you can't teach them everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, pawn that off to somebody else, <laughs> as well as instruments. I cannot teach my kids instruments. They they have instructors for that. So. Um, yeah, but yoga is definitely something that, you know, is my passion and I try not to uh, push it on to other people. I feel like everyone needs to come to it of their own volition and on their own accord. And um, yeah, you know, like, just like you can't push anything on anyone, right? It has to come from within. It has to be like a choice that they make or a, a calling that they hear or whatnot. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's mine. It's my time. <laughs> I love it. Um, so maybe just by by way of starting to wrap up then, if if we have any listeners out there who maybe currently have a yoga practice, but you know, they're interested in, in getting a bit more out of it. Like what would your, what would your advice be to them? Um, I would say to keep practicing. I would say, uh, to keep digging that single well and dig it deep. Um, it's something that, you know, the more we practice, the more it starts to, um, it starts to spread, right. It starts to like infiltrate like parts of our lives. Um, and so I usually tell students, I'm like, if you really, really want to dive into yoga, you should be practicing at least two to three times a week, if you can. Um, and a lot of times what happens is as we start to practice, um, you know, at the beginning, it's like, like a new relationship, right? It's exciting. It's new. It's different. It's, you know, there's so much stuff that's happening. And, um, but then we start to kind of plateau And a lot of times when we start to plateau is when people kind of walk away from yoga because they think they've maybe learned all that they could learn or, or maybe it just becomes boring. And so, um, I tell students either find a different teacher, um, 
you know, there's so many different styles of yoga and there are so many different teachers within that style that might have their own like particular, like idiosyncratic, like uh, spin on things. And um, so the hardest part is not only finding a style that resonates with you, but a teacher who inspires you because that that's where it all comes from is, is feeling inspired again, feeling that, that inner fire, like awakened or sparked. Um, and you know, if you've hit a plateau, you know, could you, could you do a workshop? Could you, um, could you dive into meditation? Uh, I'm such a huge proponent of meditation now. It's something that we all know to do. We've heard all the benefits over and over again. And finally, uh, last June was when I really started to like make an effort to set time aside to meditate. And it has, it's like coming to yoga for the first time, right? Meditating is just like that. It, it, you're in a relationship with yourself, but in a completely different way. And it infiltrates every part of your life. And um, so I can't say enough good things about meditation, but um, yeah. So either practicing more, uh, finding a teacher or a style that resonates with you, you know, maybe you're just doing the wrong kind of yoga, or, you know, maybe it just doesn't do much for you. And then perhaps taking a workshop, I know we can't really go on retreats right now, but retreats are another great, great thing. Yeah, we all love um, the retreat. <laughs> and then maybe just diving into a different aspect of yoga because yoga is just one of the eight limbs of the eight limbs of yoga, right? The physical practice of yoga is just one of those limbs. So you have these other seven limbs that you can also dive into. And um, and then maybe even reading books. I mean, there's so many wonderful books about there about, about yoga philosophy and I think the first one that I started with that really like uh, opened a lot of things up for me was, um, uh, what is it? The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yes. um, yes. That one's very approachable. It's very easily understood because sometimes yoga philosophy is like over your head. You're like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what the sentence is telling me right now. It's just, it's too much. But uh, the new, um, the power of now is a really great introduction into, into, I mean, it's not geared towards yoga, but that, but that's what yoga is. It's this great awakening. It's this awareness that, you know, you you're cultivating. And so even reading books is a great start too, to, to start to dive deeper into, to that. Um, yeah, I think that those are the, the, the main things. Fantastic. And I think that I would add on to that, um, trying out your classes as well, because I think yeah, they've been like, sure. for me, they've been such a, like, they've been such a great eye opener. As I said, like I, I started yoga actually when I was pregnant with Ethan um, and it was very much um, like along the lines of what you said at the start, you know, before that I was into skiing and running and rock climbing. And I just thought I would find yoga like a little bit boring or like too yeah. slow, but it's been amazing. Like I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I've tried out different classes, but I really think that like with your classes, it's the first time that I've felt like in touch with the wider philosophy of yoga. So would you mind just giving a bit of a, a shout out and telling us what what classes you've got going on at the yeah. minute and where yeah. people can find you online? I'm I'm very glad that it's resonating with you, that that is music to my ears and it really it warms my heart, you know. Um, so currently I'm teaching online because we are traveling so much. Um, and, you know, given the certain situation, I know, uh, 
you know, people are starting to get back into the studios, which is great. But I'm currently teaching online um, three three days a week now. Um, so the first day is Sunday and um, it is for the UK time. It's 4 to 5, 15 p.m. Um, through Zoom. Obviously, everything's through Zoom. And then Tuesday is a 6 to 7 p.m. Um, UK time. And then Thursday is not your guys' time, unfortunately. <laughs> it's the middle of the night, so that okay. one wouldn't work. So you have Sunday and Tuesday. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is be good underscore do good. Remember that first and foremost, it's important to be, right? To be a human being and then to do good. So be good underscore do good. And I, um, I announce every single class on there um, so that you know, you know what, and, and it stays the same. I mean, my classes have been pretty much the same time, same day, but um, you can also be on the email list um, and receive weekly Google Calendar invites um, for each of the classes. That way you have all the information you need in the Google invite. You can choose to come. If you're a couple minutes late, it's okay. You've got the link and the passwords and all that stuff. So um, yeah. Amazing. Um, and I love your Instagram account, particularly at the minute with all those sunny blue skies that are showing <laughs> up. It's, been, it's a really nice um, compliment to the, the winter that's still here. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous here. It's, it's been so nice. Fantastic. Um, well, I shall let you go and enjoy your day. But thank you so, so, so much for that. It was like, as I said um, to you at the start, but I, I learned something new every time I speak to you. And I feel even through this conversation, I've learned so much. So I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I thank you. Giving up time in, in your very busy calendar. Yeah, well, they, I mean, it's always good to have like someone listen to you, right? <laughs> I know my kids don't always listen to me and they don't always want to hear what I have to say. So it's nice to have like 30 minutes to just like pour out your heart and and you know, tell a little bit about yourself. No one really asks about you anymore these days, right? <laughs> How old are your kids? You know, so it's thank you. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Marta. Yeah, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can help spread the word to all the other working mums out there looking for more balance in their everyday. If you'd like to hear more, you can find me on Instagram at Co or on my website at debbielee.co.uk where you can download your free kickstart guide to finding your balance as a working parent. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.